You're listening to the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is John at the Bumbling Yeti Podcast, episode number 39. Uh, Just uh, been doing a little bit of thinking about uh, a few things, mainly about, you know, kind of success and what that means and um, you know, success being whatever that means to you. Hopefully it's not just purely based on money. Um, you can get to a point where you know, success can be measured in money or things and all those kind of different, um, avenues. But for me, I want to talk about kind of my, I guess my journey up to this point and, uh, about someone in particular who, you know, I, I, I don't want to give, give all the credit to, but this person, um, really got after me and it wasn't until high school. So I think it was my sophomore year of high school. I was, uh, you know, I was a, a pretty good student. I, I didn't like getting up and going to school, but I, like I do now, I really always enjoyed learning. I tended to, um, you know, utilize, uh, I guess, utilize my personality a little bit more to kind of talk my way through things. And yeah, I've been, um, I can be very lazy, uh, not necessarily now when it comes to my work, but it can be, you know, for other things. I like to kind of learn, sit around, watch YouTube. I think I've had a couple episodes or have talked about some of the things I've watched on YouTube and I like to listen to podcasts and things like that. But anyway, I wanted to talk about a teacher. Um, and it, it's not, not necessarily a teacher that some may think that would make such an impact. So I've had some really great teachers in my life. I remember, honestly, I remember a lot of them. I'm not going to name them all, but uh, at the end of this episode, you'll hear who this is, and I hope that she ends up hearing it at some point. So anyhow, growing up, you always kind of, I was lazy. I hated going and doing things that people told me to do. And, um, I guess I was a little defiant here and there, and I guess it depends on who you talk to. But, um, you know, through my educational career, I still remember second grade having a problem with the teacher because she thought that I stole a book. And I remember my, you know, my mom getting involved and that was awkward. And then, you know, um, fourth grade, we had a teacher that, uh, or I had a teacher that would get right in your face and yell at you. And then we had teachers that would throw tennis balls or racquetballs at you if you weren't paying attention in middle school. Um, you know, that was an interesting time. It was a good time, but a different time. And those of you who went to school with me, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But, um, I mean, I've had teachers rip answer pages out of the back of a book because they thought I was cheating. And, um, Oddly enough, years later, when I worked at the roller skating rink, I'll just take you on a little journey here. So I had a French, uh, I took French, which I have no idea why I took French, should have took Spanish, would have made a lot more sense, especially with the the times of uh, that we're living in now, still would like to learn. But 
she ripped the answer pages in the back of the book out of my workbook in front of the entire class and yelled at me in French. And I had no idea what she was saying. And uh, it turns out she was telling me that I was lazy and I'd never be anything. And I think that was kind of the beginning of that. So anyhow, um, I'll get back on track of what I wanted to talk about. But um, years later, I worked at a roller skating rink and I believe she had a daughter and her daughter was having a birthday party there. And I'll never forget when she walked through that door. She looked at me and she said, hey, John, how's it going? And at that point, I was probably 15, 16 years old. I um, I walked up to her and I said, hey, I said, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, pretty good. What are you doing? Are you working here? I said, yeah, so I'm working here. And she, um, she's like, oh, it's so great to see you. And it's been such a long time. I said, yeah, it's been since you ripped the answer page out of the back of my book my workbook in school and humiliated me in front of my class. And I probably said some other really mean things. I'm not going to lie, but I'm a much different person now than I was then. I have a lot of guidance. So anyhow, when I was in high school, I took ceramics. So it was everything from making tiles to making, you know, um, uh, you name it, uh, we basically made it. So a lot of stuff on the wheel. So a lot of cups, a lot of bowls, um, like bowls you put things in. Uh, there were some very creative kids that made different kind of bowls. But anyhow, this teacher, probably about, hmm, I don't know, a couple months into the school year. Now, mind you, I took every single art class I could because and ceramics, I'll just be that honest. That's where all the girls were, and art classes where the girls were. So that's what I did. And I was a very, I was a good friend of to a lot of girls. I wasn't really, you know, boyfriend material. Still, uh, still don't understand um, why that was, but whatever, it's all good. So anyhow, um, I would goof off in the class. And in the beginning, I'll just be like, ah, it's just an art class. It's a ceramics class. It's not a big deal. And this teacher, I'll never forget, she pulled me to the side, kind of like in this, this little hallway that was attached to the, to the art wing of the school. And she looked at me. Now, mind you, she might have been five foot one, maybe. I think at that time I was probably almost six foot tall. I'm six two now, um, but I was almost six feet tall. And she pulled me to the side. And grabbed my shirt and pulled me right down to her level and literally gave me the business about goofing off and not taking things seriously. And I came back at her, unbeknownst to me, and said, this is just an art class. And she pulled me down and she got even closer. And she said, that's the problem. It's not just an art class. This is how you are going to be defined for the rest of your life. If you don't work hard here, you're not going to work hard anywhere. She said, I was getting to a point and I was probably, again, I was probably 15 ish. I think I graduated when I was 17. So I might've been just 15 or little, you know, a little older than that or a little bit younger than that. And yeah, she got in my face 
like you wouldn't believe no fear in her eyes. All the fear was in my eyes. So she pulls me down to her level and she said, I believe in you. That was probably one of the first times that someone kind of said that to me that wasn't, you know, family or a coach. Um, I didn't really hear that a lot. As a matter of fact, when I was in high school, I would go to my guidance counselor and, you know, talk about college and this and that. And I was always told I wasn't smart enough. I was always told I wasn't good enough. I would never amount to anything. And, you know, till this day, that chip's still on my shoulder. You know, I say it a lot. I talk to a lot of people. And it's not that, you know, I'm not trying to get back at anyone. It's just me trying to prove people wrong. So, um, and that's just the way that my, my life has gone. I'm, I'm a lot, I don't know, wiser. Maybe that's the word. But anyway, getting back to this teacher, she told me, she said, I believe in you. You just have to believe in yourself. And that's not something I heard really from many teachers. I've heard that, you know, I was smart and, and you know, I needed to wise up and all these different things. But she broke it down to a point where it just made sense to me. And kind of from that point on, it was like my goal to make her proud. Now, she was a young teacher when when we were, I guess, when I was in school. I believe she retired last year. Uh, I believe her last year of teaching was last year. But it got to a point where I would go to her for a ton of different things. And, you know, I think she just thought she was just being a teacher. Uh, I don't believe that she believed that she was just a teacher. She really did try to do everything she could for everyone who crossed her path. So um, anyhow, I think it was my junior year. Maybe it was that same year. It might have been my junior year. Anyhow, she ended up uh, getting pregnant. And her husband also worked at this school. He worked in the, the, the middle school. Great guy as well. Um, so she was going to be going out on maternity leave. I, I can't remember what time of the year it was, but I feel like it was early in the year. And me and some of my fellow classmates, we put a baby shower together for her. Well, like that was the greatest thing ever. I believe she, I, I, she still talked about it when I would see her and um, it was just very interesting because I think that was the first point in my life where I said, you know, if someone's going to believe in me, I'm going to believe in them. And I believed her. I believed that she had my best interest in mind. I believe that she had everyone else's best interest in mind. And I saw her do this in a similar fashion with other, other students. But for me, it was just one of them things where she literally got in my face and, you know, as sweet as she was, and she really just jumped all over me. She said some choice words and, you know, she really got through to me. So again, fast forward a little bit, my junior year, uh, I, I think, I don't know if I took ceramics. I'm pretty sure I did. And my senior year, I don't think I could have taken ceramics. Maybe I did, but I couldn't take it all year. But then I ended up taking an art class just so I could be around this teacher and I would see her even when my kids were going to school at different, you know, when my kids had your little art shows and stuff in elementary school, she would always show up to see the art because that's what she loved. And um, it just meant a lot. 
it just it meant a lot from the point of view where when I was going to you know think that I would go to college and my guidance counselor said you're not high enough on their class ranking I'm not going to help you and that was a that was a kick in the face because where you know where I grew up again West Country back for those of you listening it was back in the days where you know we thought we were middle class but we were probably I mean our parents did well we had we had I, I will say this again. I believe I had the best childhood that anyone could ever have. My friends and I, we had the greatest childhood ever. And I hope at some point uh, to discuss that further. But anyhow, you know, I didn't feel as though I had the means to go to college. So I guess it was around that time I just was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to get a job. And, you know, fast forward. You know, I, I graduated high school. I had to wait two months to get a job because I was still only 17 and no one would hire me. And um, finally got a job working um, at a really great place. And I worked there for 15 years. And, you know, through that process, I got a, uh, I did end up getting a college degree. Um, and then as my kids got older, um, I guess my college degree, I the, my undergrad I got in 2012, I believe it was 2012. No, it had to be earlier than that. I don't know. Whenever it was, maybe 2012, maybe 2011. Then I decided, you know, hey, my kids are getting close. They're, they're going to be graduating high school in the next few years. I can't let them catch up to me when they go to college because, you know, my expectation is that my kids do go to college. Or go learn something, whether it's a trade or, you know, what whatever they want to do with their life. I'm okay with that. So I would go to the football games and I would see this teacher because her kids at the time were in high school. And, you know, I would see her and it would always be a hug and, hey, how you doing? All that other kind of stuff. So fast forward a little bit further and I get a new job. Um and I was looking to get a graduate degree. I always wanted to, my, my whole life, there was two places I wanted to go for college. And this is from when I was younger. I saw the College World Series, and I believe it was, the, it was um, Wichita State, so the Shockers. And I wanted to play baseball there really bad. But then I learned of the LSU Tigers. And at that point is when I said, I want to be a tiger at some point in my life. So what I did is I got my MBA through the LSU, um, uh, LSU schools. So that was pretty cool. And when I did that, I didn't realize how important it was to me and how important it was for me to accomplish that. And I don't really know if I would have accomplished that without this teacher Literally, I mean, when I tell you, she grabbed me by my by the the collar of my shirt and yanked me down. And I was a you know, I still tell people there's an athlete inside of this gelatinous mess I call a body. But you know, I was I was in pretty good shape, and she, uh, you know, I, she saw potential where I don't think I would have saw it. So uh, actually, I can't say that. I think I learned a lot from her. So anyway, when I get my degree, 
obviously a, a huge rush of emotions comes over. And, you know, when I got the, when I got my, um, degree, when I know I finished, uh, all the requirements, first person I thought it was her. I didn't think about myself. I didn't think about anything other than this teacher. And she made a gigantic impact. You know, whether she wants to, I, she would never take credit. She would probably just say, you know, thank you for recognizing that, but I did all the work. You know, she's definitely that kind of person. And I think that's kind of where, for me, I think that's where I got my coaching, I guess my coaching um, demeanor, because, you know, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't have the tools. I just got to, well, I have the tools. I just got to put the tools in the right place and they will go perform. So, um, anyhow, this teacher, I, I, this teacher was always there. So I emailed her and I said, Hey, I just want to thank you. I want to let you know that, you know, what you said and what you did really, really made an impact. And I think that's important to let people know because that is, and, and, and I really do hope to, at some point, have some of my mentors on here. I would love to have this teacher on here as well. But it really comes down to, you know, believing in someone and having someone believe in you, right? So if someone's going to believe in you, then hopefully you can go and believe in yourself. And as you start to move through life and you start to kind of reflect, now, granted, I'm not like an old guy. I'm, I'll say I'm, I'm probably approaching the halfway point. I'm probably at the halfway point of my life. And and that's that's good because I'm going to be doing a lot of really cool things. But I just think it's important to recognize that when somebody says they believe in you, no matter how old you are, how young you are, I've had a lot of people in my career do the same exact thing. I, I consider myself a very lucky person. You know, I, I have people believe in me literally right now. Um, people that have stuck their neck out for me and said, look, don't make me look, don't prove, don't prove me wrong. Prove me right. Don't go out and do something stupid or, and stupid's a really bad word. I hate using that, but don't go out and do something that's detrimental to yourself. Go out and do what you have to do for you. And it's taken me a very, very long time to get to that point. But it always goes back to when this teacher pulled me into that hallway and basically said, knock your shit off. You're smarter than this. You're acting. You're not acting like you are capable of. She never called anyone dumb. She never called. Well, I think I heard her say that one or once or twice, but that was just someone really being dumb. Um, probably by actions, throwing clay against the wall or some nonsense. So anyhow. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I just want everyone to understand that no matter what, there is someone out there who believes in you. If you need someone to talk to and say, you know, hey, I want to try to do this, I'll flat out tell you I believe in you. Because you know what? If you don't have that, you might not have anything. And if people are going to believe in you, and you know what? Even if people don't believe in you, take that, run with it. And believe in yourself. It's like everything else. No one's going to do it for you. People can show you the way. It's that whole thing, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You got to make a choice. 
you got to make a choice. You're either going to embrace it or you're going to, or you're going to just completely block it out of your life. I've seen some of the greatest potential in so many different people that I feel they completely drop the ball on themselves. And look, me included, there's a lot of things there. You know, I look back, I could look back to high school. I stopped playing baseball for the most ridiculous reason ever. Now I coach baseball and I try to coach these, these young men up. I try to do it with my kids. Say, look, go out and get it. If you want it, go get it. There's nothing that can stop you. And if there is something that stops you, you figure out a way to get around it. One point or another, you got to go out and you have to prove yourself right. It's, it's so easy to give up. Trust me, I've been there. I've given up on a lot of stuff. If I would have just followed it through a little bit, Maybe things would be a little different. Maybe they wouldn't. And I'm not saying don't believe you can do something and failing and saying, oh my God, I'm a failure. No, failures are lessons. Failures are lessons. Listen, I believe in you. If you're listening to this, I believe in you. 100%. What do you want to do? You want to draw a book? You want to do? You want to create a comic book? Go do it. I believe you can do it. You want to go run? Look, I'll tell you this. I'm not a runner. I'm built for power. I'm not built for speed. I could push a damn car, but I'm not going to beat that car in a race. I ran the the, uh, Broad Street run in Philadelphia. It was 10 miles. Never, ever in my life did I think I could do that. I couldn't do it right now, but I know that I I could if I trained. I believed that I could do it. Other people believed in me that I could do it. It was a great time. I was running, you know, dozens of miles a week. I wasn't killing myself, but I was having a good time. If you believe it, you can do it. And if someone's going to tell you otherwise, if someone's going to say, you know what, if you're not, you're not good enough, or I think you should do this, or I think you should do that. You know what you do? Go do what the hell you want. Because if people are going to get in your face and tell you what you should do, why don't they just go do it? That's their dream. That's not your dream. Go get it done. Support yourself. Support your dreams. And surround yourself with like-minded people. I have very clear goals for myself, and I'll start talking about them soon. Very, very clear goals. I just set one in motion this week that is going to get me to one of the biggest goals of my life. And it's not monetary. It's about a lifestyle. Believe in yourself. And just like my teacher, if you see someone who you see potential in, it could be a friend. It could be, who knows? It could be a coworker. It could be a family member. Could be anybody. You go watch a baseball game. One of your kids, one of your kids' friends. You know, someone that you meet through an organization, you go to, I don't know, there's a ton of different things you can do. Like these guys that I've had on this podcast, you know, Job Fortner, Mike Chalker, you know, those guys, Mitch, you know, those people, you know what, you know what makes them know that I believe in them? 
I listen to their stuff. I listen to what their projects are. I listen to their music. I support them any way I can. I had them on here to share their story. I support them. Anyhow, all of this came because of that one day in high school, pretty sure it was my sophomore year, when Mrs. Burns pulled me to the side and basically told me to cut the shit. Knock it off. You're better than this. If you want to go down this path, go ahead. But if you do, here's what could happen. And if you straighten yourself out and you focus a little bit and you never know what can happen. And to that, I thank you, Mrs. Burns. You have um, led me down the path or you, you, I guess you kind of kickstarted and I never, ever wanted to let her down. Never. And I still don't till this day. So I take what she taught me on that one day, and then I guess for those three subsequent years, and then even years after that, I carry that with me on the baseball field. Because guess what? There's going to come a point in time when every one of those baseball players are going to have their last game. It's just like someone working in business. You know, you're going to have a last day at the office. Hopefully. And... I try to take that along and I put, you know, it's an emotional thing for me. I mean, there's so much that I want to see people succeed in. I've had this conversation with so many different people. I want everyone to win. Let's all win. Let's throw it all down, go out, do our thing and win. I want everyone to win because you know what? Winners can help winners, can help winners, can help winners. Doesn't mean you're going to win at everything. Doesn't mean you're perfect. You're going to you're going to fail. You're going to fail I don't want to say miserably. That's a little rough, but I think you understand my point. Anyhow, Mrs. Burns changed my life. It's a it's an interesting dynamic and it's an interesting thing to think about, but she really did. And her husband, Mr. Burns, that guy like was phenomenal. He made a deep impact on a lot of people's lives. I think he was, he was a counselor as well. One of the better ones, uh, probably one of the best that I've known, but yeah, Mrs. Burns, Lisa Burns, she, uh, she really helped me out in my life. So anyhow, anyone that's listening, if you have someone who you just think needs it, maybe wake up a little bit, talk to them. You don't got to get in their face. You just talk to them. If you're older or whatever, go ahead and do it. But like my kids, I tell them all the time, like I believe in you more than anyone will ever believe in you for your entire life. And that's a fact. I don't think I'll ever believe in anyone more than I believe in my kids. And then the extension of my kids, which are all the baseball players that I coach. Same thing. My kids' friends. I talk to them just like this as well. So go out, live your best life that you can. You get one shot at this, but make it the best that you can. I'm trying. It's a work in progress, making a lot of lot of steps in the right direction for me. 
Um, but don't wait around. Like I said before, I've waited and I've planned and then I've waited more and I've planned some more. I love doing this. I love talking into this microphone. So I believe in every one of you out there that you can go out and execute against whatever it is you want to do. That being said, this is John again at the Bumbling Yeti. I bumbled on a little bit here. I think this was a good one. This feels good. Very, very, uh, very cathartic here. It makes me feel good. Um, again, episode number 39. How about this? Uh, I'm trying to get these things put out pretty quickly. I have a guest. You know, I'm not even going to talk about it. You're just going to find out about it when it happens. Um, if anyone needs anything, you need someone to talk to, really feel free to reach out. Uh, you can email me, hit me up on any of the socials. Um, and, uh, you know, let's all go out and win. Let's all go out and win together. Execution 2022. It's what we do. All right. Episode 39. Thanks everybody. Bye. You've been listening to the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. Have an idea for a future show or guest? Hit us up on our socials at the Bumbling Yeti or email at the Bumbling Yeti at gmail.com. 